0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn Fans for Auburn Fans. Welcome Auburn family and welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion, and we are back. It is almost that time of year again, man. Am I excited? I'm Gray Aldenburg, I'm your host today, and today I'm not actually joined by kyle and i'll I'll most likely be bringing in a one certain guest and a maintained co-host which i'll let him introduce himself in a moment this is kind of how we want to do it um kyle may come on occasionally uh we love when kyle comes on he brings such great great discussion um but uh, yeah it's almost that time of year i'm excited we're ready to get into this and i'll introduce my co-host and uh His name may sound a little familiar. My co-host this year will be none other than my father, Mr. Chris Oldenburg. Dad, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Greg? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to get into this. Um, I'm
1: excited about basketball season.
0: That's right. That's right. When Kyle asked me to um, find a co-host or uh, start searching or if he would like to match me with a co-host, I was like, you know, most of my friends, you know, being from Uh, just outside of Birmingham, most of my friends that are really knowledgeable about basketball and discussion about basketball, you know, tend to root for the school across the state. Um, You
1: don't mention that one.
0: Yeah, that's right. So, you know, when I was asked to to find a co-host, I was like, well, the one person who I've always been able to talk Auburn basketball with and always been able to connect. And we've always had such great discussions and we've gone to games and we watch games Mm -hmm. together. And since, the Tony Barbie era started, but especially since the Bruce <laughs> Pearl era, um, I, I immediately thought of you, and or I'm excited to have.
1: You. I'm excited to be a part of it. It's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun just talking basketball.
0: That's right. That's right. And That's what we're good at. Uh, I, I yeah. think, you know, you know. I've been told. <laughs> we'll see. I, I don't. I don't. But yeah, we'll see. All right. So um, yeah, let's just get straight into this. Man, okay. you have a talented Auburn basketball team this year. Some will say. One of the most talented teams this Auburn program has ever had. And, you know, thanks to Bruce Pearl, thanks to recruiting, thanks to transfers, thanks to uh, players staying and players leaving. Um, but man, you have a bright spot ahead of us. Uh, this SEC is really deep, including Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. We're gonna we're gonna kind of get straight away into it with the with the roster players that we're looking at. Um, I'm gonna start off with. I, we're, we'll start off with the point guards. point guard position has been a, such a huge position uh, under Bruce Pearl with the likes of um, Kareem Canty, Jared Harper, Jayvon McCormick, and Shreve Cooper. And we wonder mm-hmm. who's next. Um, do we know who's next? Na- I think we've I think, got a who's I think, next. I think we do too. Um, I think we've got a few. <laughs> I think we've got a few. Yeah, I think that's uh, across the board and position wise. I think that's what makes this Auburn team so good, so talented. And so makes us so ready for this basketball season. All right. So yeah, with the point guards, the only two true point guards I think we can we really have on scholarship are Mr. Wendell Green Jr. from Eastern Kentucky, the transfer, and Mr. Zepp Jasper, the transfer from the College of Charleston. That I think both of these two could start. I think both of these two could immediately contribute. They both bring two different aspects to the game. I think Zepp's more defensively Wendell's more offensively who who would you like to see start maybe maybe not for the whole year who do you think would mesh the best especially early in the year
1: Been going back and forth on the point guard slot for who's who's going to start and and I've been in the beginning I was like Wendell Green so good so talented he's Jared Harper uh 2.0 and uh and then I started thinking you know the zip Jasper with his defense maybe maybe be smart since you've got scores on the floor in the other positions, maybe you start Zep and, and see what happens there. But so I, I think one can start the first game and one can start the second game. I don't think that there's, there's a, a reason to, to sit either of them for extended minutes. I think they're both going to get the same amount of minutes. And to be honest with you, it's, it's who's out there at the end of the game and who Bruce trusts with the ball in his hand.
0: That's right, and I love the comparison you made with Wendell Green about Jared Harper. Man, this kid shoots way too far away, makes it just like it's one of those no, 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 yes shots. And then, <laughs> that's exactly right. And then love what you said about Zeb Jasper. There's a reason at College of Charleston and throughout his high school years they nicknamed him the Honey Badger. He's a defensive menace. He, he his on-ball defense, especially in the backcourt, is something something you got to put out on the court. It's something that mm-hmm. we need. Um, but they both bring two different things. I would love for either of them to start. I'd love for either of them to get the same amount of minutes, just like you said, Um, but I guess we'll have to just see. And you're right. It does come down to who's, who does Bruce trust the most at the end of the game? And that could change. And that could be something Mm -hmm. that goes back and forth. That could be something that, you know, neither of them, and maybe we go big. From all that
1: I've heard from when they had pro day the other day, and we've got some pros on the team. But uh, Bruce said uh, was commenting during pro day uh, about Zep and his defense, and said he's going to play as much as he wants to That's right. if he plays defense like that. That's right. You got to play defense if you play for Bruce Burrow.
0: That's right. That's right. All right. So we'll we'll kind of move into. I'm going to kind of combine the shooting guard and small forward position, the two and the three, um, because I think we have uh, a pleasure of guys who could play those positions. And I think those positions in Pearl's offense and defensively are very similar. I think they the, they kind of do the same thing um, as we saw with, you know, like a Malik Dunbar, Bryce Brown, they were both two really good spot up shooters who, you know, brought two different things, but they kind of did the same offensive schedule, if you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. So I guys, I'm going to mention in that kind of realm, I'm going to go, I'm going to then K.D. Johnson in that list, the transfer from Georgia. I'm going to name Devin Cambridge in that, the junior, uh, who's been who's been great. He's been you know he struggled. He's had his moments. He's been uh, he's been Devin. He, that's the best way I can describe Devin Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to wrap up Chris Moore in that as well. He slimmed up so well as we saw in the scrimmage, and we'll talk about the scrimmage that you and I both went to um, last Friday the orange and blue scrimmage that they did, um, he slimmed up really well. I want, I want to kind of push him into that three slot. I think he would be good there, especially with our depth at the four and the five. Um, mm-hmm. But you have those three, and then, of course, you have the man, Alan Flanagan, who tore his what, Achilles this offseason.
1: partially torn Achilles. Partially yeah. torn
0: Achilles, and who's been recovering really well. He's apparently really had a schedule. We hope to see him back maybe a little bit before SEC play maybe a little in the mm-hmm. SEC play, I think that'd I think that'd be perfect for Allen. Uh, of course we want Allen back. Allen's a, you know, candidate for SEC player of the year. He's player of the year, player, yeah. Okay. Um, but let's talk about those three guys that I named in uh, KD, Devin, and Chris. They uh, Again, just like the point guards, I think they all kind of bring different things to the table. Um, Devin's more that spot-up shooter and, you know, highlight real alley-oop type like Malik Dunbar was. Um KD's more of that grimy defender. You know, you look at him on the court, you think that's he looks a lot like Sean Shivers. You know, he he looks like a lot like a little running back that he's like a little bug that you just can't keep away. He's one of those tenacious defenders. Uh he's to work on his three-point shot that apparently he really has worked on this offseason. Get
1: Uh, hot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then um, and then Chris Moore. I won't put Chris Moore in there because I want to see him more at the three. I think we tried to play him a little too much at the four last year. I don't think he's – I'm not saying he's necessarily not big enough. I don't think he's uh, – especially with how deep and good the SEC will be this year, I want to see him transfer to a more of an outside player because I think he can really excel in that. And, man, has he slimmed down as we saw at the scrimmage.
1: So, yeah, I, let me start with Chris Moore. Chris Moore in high school was a center. And he came to Auburn and we tried to play him at the four because he wasn't big enough to play center, obviously. But uh six six two forty, I think six six two forty may be a little bit heavy. I don't think he's two forty. Yeah. And 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 from what I saw at the scrimmage what I saw at the scrimmage compared to last year, he completely different physique. Yeah. Just trimmed down all muscle, jumps out of the gym now. He's more your driver slasher guy, I think. And looks like he can take contact and finish through it. So I'm excited about Chris Moore and what he what he brings. You, you described KD Johnson. He's he's a little taller than Sean Shivers, but he looks just like a, a college SEC running back. He's built and cut out of stone. And I think he's one of those streaky shooters that if he gets hot, he, he, he won't ever miss again. Um, but he's another guy he showed at Georgia last year that he's a guy that can finish through contact. And uh, I think he showed us at Georgia last year, That's his right. first game, that he can finish through contact and then make the free throw. Um, Devin, <laughs> Devin's one of my favorite guys on the team. Just, I, I love his attitude and, 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 uh, and he's so bouncy. Uh, I, I just don't ever want him to take another three-point shot. I don't. I want him to, I want him to catch alley-oops. I want him to run on the fast break.
0: Shots.
1: I want him to fly all over the place. But I, when he's out there, and he's alone at the three-point line. There's a reason he's alone at the three-point line. Yeah. Uh, if I were the other team, I'm not guarding him out there. Yeah. I'm just not because he's too talented bouncing.
0: Yeah, and you're right. What you said about KD, I think you can also wrap in with Devin. He's been a really streaky shooter because in the past we've seen games where he went eight of nine, seven of nine, six yeah. of seven from three. And it's like, yeah, he's going to have that game. He's going to have that game. He may have that game two, two or three times. But he's it, it, the consistency is the big thing with Devin, and um, you know we'll see if he he starts. We'll see who because you're gonna need to probably put two of those guys in those the two in the three slot right there mm-hmm. until Allen comes back healthy. Um, you don't want to mm-hmm. rush a guy like Allen back, especially with how deep this team is. So there, I mean, there really is no rush, especially if those three are playing well at those two positions. Um,
1: but you, you you notice, and I know that we're going to talk about the scrimmage in a little bit, but they actually started the two point guards in Devon right. in one, two, and three the other night on Friday night. So I don't think that's what he's going to do when it comes to regular season, but, but that I think was an that's interesting going to be a line. little
0: bit more of a matchup thing of who we're playing yeah. against, who they've got, who they start, who's, who, what their strengths and weaknesses are. Um, I think that's Absolutely. just the thing we – we see as the season goes on and as, as Allen comes back and as, as this team meshes more together, uh, let's, let's get into what I think is the best part about this team in the four and the five positions. Um, I mean, this is, this is ridiculous. This is why this team is considered one of the top Auburn basketball teams talent wise Mm -hmm. we've ever seen before. Um, so you bring in the number power, number one power forward in the country last year in Jabari Smith. He'll be a, he'll be a, he's a all SEC second team already. Projected to be in the running for SEC Freshman of the Year, maybe SEC Player of the Year. The dude, dude's an all around baller. Dude's a pro. The dude is he's just a pro. a pro. He's a pro. Um, at that four position, and then backing him up was probably one of our best players last year in Jalen Williams, the junior. Just army knife. Yeah, Swiss Army knife is the perfect way to describe Jalen Williams. He's a great passer. He's got his shot. It's a little unorthodox, but it goes in. Um, he's a great rebounder. He's a great defense. I mean, he's he's everything. Um, great passer. Yeah, yeah.
1: Great passer.
0: Um, with and then with the five position, you bring in the transfer from North Carolina, the seven one, maybe seven two, Walker Kessler, who's also he's not a skinny seven two. He's not. People will remember back. It's not that Travon Reed guy from way on back that was just a guy and just a right. big, tall body. No, this this dude this dude's a pro as well. Mm-hmm. Walker is a pro. He's he's great on the perimeter. He's a great defender. He's a great shot blocker. Oh my goodness, watching him at North Carolina, it was just especially Boston, Boston
1: College. wasn't it Boston College? Dame, eight Notre, Dame. Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame in the tournament. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and then backing him up, you got Dylan Cardwell and Babatunde Akinbola, uh Stretch, I mean those two uh, talk about energy. Those two are mm-hmm. the, the those two are the heart of this team, especially Cardwell. Um, mm-hmm. He's become kind of a meme around students <laughs> in, the, in the Auburn student section of the football games and um, taking his shirt off. Uh, but the dude has also you know slimmed up and beefed up. Um, I'm excited to watch him play, come off the bench. I mean, that, that's a guy that three years ago we would have been excited about starting, but this is a dude that's going to come off the bench and we don't know how many minutes Cardwell or stretch is going to get with Walker and Jabari out there. But every time you, they come in, you're excited. You want to see them play. You're, you're ready for them to come out there. So, I mean, that's what the front court is. what makes this team who they are.
1: I agree. I agree. You know, let me start at the five. Cause, cause, uh, Kessler was one of my favorite players. Carolina is one of my other favorite teams, so mm-hmm. I watched Walker a lot last year, and he didn't get a lot of minutes on a big, tall Carolina team last year. Uh, he probably would have gotten a bunch more had he stayed there another year, but but he wanted to be closer to home. and And dude can play. He can run the court. He can block shots. He's not the best rebounder yet, but he'll I, he'll be a, an excellent rebounder. <laughs> he's he's a legit 7-2 he's uh he's a great outside shot he made a three in the in the scrimmage the other night um he's he's fantastic but you're right watching i can't wait to watch dylan cardwell in a packed jungle arena because he played in front of nobody a year ago and and was the most exciting thing on the court every time he got on the court so and then and then, like you said, if, you, if you're at the football game this past weekend, one of the best things that happened is he had been taking his shirt off on the Jumbotron, and they panned up to a, I guess, nine- or ten-year-old kid who ripped his shirt off like he was challenging Dylan. And Dylan took his back off and started counting his six-pack on his stomach. And I was like, dang. Yeah,
0: I, wish, that, I, I wish I looked like that guy. I don't. That, and, that uh, is Dylan Carwell, though. That is, that is who he, he's he is. Awesome. This is. what he brings. All right, yeah. so, um stretch
1: uh, stretch may not play a lot but stretch is a heartbeat of the team i, I agree right. let me let me just say jabari pro yeah. he's a pro yeah. he he gets ready like a pro he he uh, he he's gonna be a matchup nightmare because mm. he can get his shot anytime he wants and it's one of the most smooth silky smooth shot for a six ten kid yeah. he, Enjoy him while he's here this year because he will not be here long. He will not.
0: He will not. He already projected top ten, maybe top five in the yeah. NBA draft next year. And um, all right, but let's go ahead and get into a little bit of the schedule. I know we're probably we went way too in depth on the uh, players, but that's what this team is about. You know, <laughs> this team is about the players and about the coaching staff and about the fans and about the experience and about the you, you know about mm-hmm. the hopper. So we'll we'll uh, we'll get into a little bit of a schedule here. So. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, the 1st of November. Um, Auburn plays an exhibition game against Southern Indiana in Auburn arena on Friday at seven. Um, I think that'll you be what's just cool
1: about that. Right. The cool thing about that is not only did Bruce Pearl coach there, one of his best players to ever play for him at Southern Indiana is now the coach there. So oh, wow. he's, he's given, given Excellent. one of his best players an op- an opportunity to come down here and, and get some I experience. Like I think it's really I like that.
0: cool. I did not know that. I, that. That's actually, that is actually really cool. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think that'll be more of a formality, more of a preparation type of thing. That is an exhibition game. So it won't, won't count for a record or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but then the next week on Tuesday night, on November 9th, they will open in Auburn Arena against Moorhead State. No, I absolutely know nothing about Moorhead State, but they will kick tip off at seven there at Auburn Arena and they will continue from there um, after Moorhead state that Friday on the 12th is ULM. And then the next Friday, they, ho- uh, they go to USF and down in Tampa. Um, and then mm. right after that, we go to the battle of Atlantis and the Bahamas on paradise Island, um, man, that'll be interesting. There's a bit, there's a good group of teams down there. We start off with UConn, UConn and then yeah. we'll either play, Loyola, Chicago, or Michigan State right after that. Talk about two teams, you know, with Loyola going to the Final Four, being the Cinderella a few years ago, and then Michigan mm-hmm. State, you know, Tom Izzo. It's, you can't – it's Tom Izzo. Yeah. And then after that, you'll play somebody like Arizona State, Baylor, Syracuse, or VCU, The Baylor being the defending champs, and Syracuse with their zone, VCU and Arizona State. I mean, that's, that's a good group. And then after that, you'll host a team like UCF after you lost to them last year. You want to make up payback. Yep. You want payback right there. And then you'll host a team nope. like Yale after that, When you get uh, after you get into December. Um, I think that is our first Saturday game at home is against Yale on December 4th. Um, right after that, our next game is that next Saturday in Atlanta against Nebraska. This will be our, I believe our first. Yes. At this time it will be our first power five opponent outside of the battle for Atlanta. The battle for Atlanta. Yes. So this will be – I mean, this is just a straight-up game. This will be in Atlanta at the at the Hawks Arena. Uh, against we played
1: Memphis there last year. Yes. If I remember correctly, yes. Yes, yes. By the way, then, Moorhead State is – they're the Eagles. The Eagles. Just thought you wanted to know. So the
0: Tigers versus the Eagles. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Then you'll play three more um, – three more games against uh, lower competition before right into – go right into the SEC. You'll play North Alabama. You know, like what they're doing up in North Alabama, I can't can't hate up on the, uh, the Lions. Yep. Um, then you go to St. Louis to play a St. Louis team that's been going to the tournament. That's a that that's a matchup. That's a matchup mm-hmm. on a Saturday on a it's Saturday good, night. And then you match. play Murray State here in Auburn Arena. Uh, right. No after more John Max. Morant. No more John, no more Morant. John Morant. Last time <laughs> Murray State came to uh, came to Auburn arena. arena, John Morant was there, and Jared Hartford completely outplayed him, and we will always remember yeah. that. And then, right, and then you swing right at the SEC, play with LSU, and then keep going. Uh, yep. I think the schedule hopefully, works out well. Alan,
1: hopefully Alan Flanagan will be back around the yeah. time we go to St. Louis. That's right. Giving him a couple games to get ready for SEC play.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'll be on a minute restriction early um, yeah. due to his injury. But, no, I think the schedule sets up well. I think it's a good mix of uh, preparation games and games that will test this Auburn team away from home and at home before the start of a very deep SEC play, because, man, this SEC is deep. You know, this Auburn team is loaded, and they came up as the preseason number five. And a lot of people thought that was low. Some people thought that was high. Some people thought that was just right. I don't really know of anybody that thought that was high, except for people that wear red and white, Um, (laughs) or maybe blue and white, if you're a Kentucky Um, fan. Yeah. but, no, I mean, it just seems already number 22 in the AP poll in the preseason. You know, a lot of people have this team as a wild card. They just don't really know what to expect yet. You know, the ceiling. I think the ceiling is as far as you want it to be. It is. Against this team, With this team. It's just too talented. And too Somebody deep.
1: asked me the other day what I thought would be if, – if I thought a Sweet 16 loss would be – disappointing for this team and and I said I think making it to the second weekend of the tournament is almost a have to with this type of talent yeah with this I type of talent
0: change. with this type of depth with this coaching staff and yeah. with this type of schedule I think you're right I think a of making out. it to the sweet 16 <laughs> yeah yeah and they make it to the second they, weekend is important
1: but they've got they've got um now uh, and Auburn Auburn fans and basketball you've got to realize that They may lose a few games that you're not expecting them to lose because it's going to take time to get these guys together, to get Pearl's rotations in order, to get where he feels like he's got it going, and 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 like you said, the SEC is as deep as they come. There's the best conference in the country, and I don't think there's a close second.
0: I don't think this year. I really don't think it is. I think the ACC has been so well, so good, and so deep Mm -hmm. the past. A few years with uh, Carolina, Duke, Virginia, uh, in all those teams, um, and I know the Big Twelve is good. The they Big Twelve the is good. Champion, yeah. but even I the I still 10. think
1: we're top to bottom better.
0: I think, I think, I agree. I agree. Every single team in this has, like the preseason stuff came out except for Georgia. Yeah, they're, they're bad. They we <laughs> stole other players. Everybody stole other players. Um, <laughs> um, I think, but like the the team that was projected thirteenth in the preseason had the SEC player of the year projection and Vanderbilt was Scotty Pippagee. Like that's, that's insane. If the yeah, SEC player True. of the year is on the 13th best team in the conference, uh, there's a, wrong. <laughs> this, this conference is deep. <laughs> deep. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll kind of wrap up here. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the scrimmage that you and I went to last Friday. Uh, I think it was a great idea. It was the first time they ever did that. They did it right after the volleyball game. It got a little publicity for the Auburn uh, women's volleyball. it's I, mean, I, I love that. I love them. Uh, different coaches, love of the coaches do that to get publicity for other sports, especially women's sports and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, Absolutely. Uh, but it was cool. They, they they jumped in immediately and kind of did starters versus scout team with a 20-minute uh, half. And scout team got up on them good. I tell you, the little Michael Whitmore kid, the freshman, um, four or five from three, they walk on, he kind of he was kind of frustrating Pearl as he was kind of getting up on Wendell and Zepp and KD uh, pretty early. Uh, But the starters came out and, you know, started to take over that. And then they, then they kind of divided it up better and did four minute segments where each team was up six and they had to finish the game. Uh, And each team that was up six won both times. And I was, yeah, you know, I was trying to think of who I was most impressed with of among the scholarship players because I mean the most impressed I was with was Michael Whitmore. Michael Whitmore. Um, yeah. But the, among the scholarship players, I mean there really wasn't one in particular that I was like, "Wow, that that kid's better than I thought he was." I, Jabari's a pro. Wendell can shoot the lights out. I, I, all and these, he did. all
1: these,
0: all these guys are really good players. Zepp was defending everywhere. It was kind of just what you expected. Um, Pearl was really frustrated uh, at the end, though. He said, um, because they had a scrimmage earlier in the week last week against UAB up in Birmingham, and he said the energy was a lot better. He kind of made a comment. It was like, I think our guys are really tired of playing each other. And when they went up to UAB, the energy was a lot better. The defense was a lot better. They're moving better. Um, And maybe maybe we'll see
1: Anybody who's played – competitive basketball knows that feeling you get okay. tired of beating up on each other. Cause you know, each other's moves, you know, each other's plays and you're just like, this is old. Yeah. And, and they're ready to play somebody with a different color jersey on. And I'm not talking orange or blue. I'm talking a different jersey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And I, I don't blame them at all. I don't blame them at all. I'm ready. I'm ready to get into the action too. I'm excited. Let me,
1: um let me give some love to, to old 25. Chandler leopard. leopard, Leopard, I think is leopard. It. Leopard. leopard, Chandler Chandler Leopard from Athens, Alabama, won the dunk contest, he's 6'3", the, the, the young jump. man can fly out of the gym, yeah. and, and now granted, he was going against Devin Cambridge, who's who's as bouncy as they come, but but Devin, Devin tried to do some silly stuff that I thought, oh, if he gets hurt, I'm really going to be mad, because yeah. he tried one dunk where he was jumping over Wendell, I guess they had Flanagan, and Wendell Flanagan. and Bruce. Yeah. And, and the, if you haven't seen the picture, I don't know where you've been, but there's a picture floating around Twitter from underneath the basket with Bruce praying as Devin's above him. Devin missed those dunks. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, old 25 Chandler was able to win the dunk contest and, cool. and the kid can jump out of the gym. Yeah. But, uh, you, you asked about who, who you were most impressed with. A couple of things that jumped off the, the thing to me were Wendell Green shooting. Mm-hmm. And then on a fast break, with the lane crowded, it wasn't two on no fast break. It was two on probably four fast break. He knew Walker was coming and he threw it off the backboard and Walker went up and got it and dunked it. Really impressive skill set there for both of them. And then just watching Jabari on the high post, He's a nightmare. It's like uh, you're in a Brooklyn uh, Nets
0: game when you're watching Jabari Smith.
1: It, it, it's exactly yeah. what you feel like. Yeah. And, and he had one play where, where Walker passed it from one high post to the other to him. And then Walker cut and he made a bounce pass, a give and go to Walker Kessler. I don't know when the last time we've seen two guys over 6'10 do that at Auburn. I don't know yeah. that I've ever seen that happen.
0: Yeah, you're so, right. You're right. It's something to be excited about. Something to look yep. forward to, something to get ready for Auburn men's basketball. We are ready. This was the season preview. Uh, we will be back, and we'll do. We'll try and do one after every game. We we'll, may we'll, we'll, we'll do one next week, maybe after we get a little word from the Southern Indiana uh, action, maybe next weekend. Mm-hmm. Get that out to you before Moorhead State, and then we'll start going from there. And then um, we'll get ready. Dad, thank you for joining me. You mm-hmm. can shout out your Twitter if you would like. Um, if you my want. twitter my my twitter is i am cto yes got it yes you got it
1: <laughs> tell me to ar- argue with me on what you what
0: you believe or don't that's believe right. that's right it. feel free to feel free to tweet at him or you can tweet at me at gray olderberg or you can find me on instagram at Gray 21 until next time war eagle everybody war eagle